is The Great Equalizer, a parenting podcast about the realities of being a mom or dad in modern Josie. We are your hosts, Sam and Charlene, and we believe we're all rocking the same kind of crazy. So let's get real, let's get honest, and let's have a laugh about the ups and downs of our current upside down. Hashtag no judges. This week on The Great Equalizer, Sam and Charlene are period twins. Friends who bleed together stay together. (laughs) Plus, we talk weaning, solids and toddler foods. And we have a secret guest and a special little giveaway. Ah, stay tuned. Hello. How's things? Ach, you know, Germans are here again. And he's always at home and home and home. This lach van bloedrevier. It's just fucking all the time. Yeah, I just. Red just says that he only. He was just telling me on the phone before we started here that I don't know how you're going to squeeze all the crazy into these next couple of days to get it all out of your system. Because <laughs> he's just like, I, maybe two weeks of. Maybe if I'm lucky, two weeks of a month, I have my lovely wife. The rest of the time, I have Satan. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> And again, I was uh, like a little bit irritable, a little bit irritable. I was a bitch. <laughs> well, to by my standards, it's a little irritable. <laughs> <laughs> to Ray, he's just like, he was in the shower and I was like, you don't understand, whatever we were talking about. And he's like, why are you being so ugly? <laughs> oh, shame. And I was like, I'm not going to tell him that it's my period coming up because he fucking knows. And then he's vindicated yet again. Yes, I know. It, it, I hate that That it's like, oh, okay, it's that time of the month. Yes, so we get it. That's why you're crazy. I'm really upset about these things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm maybe a little bit more upset now because I'm, it's that time of the month. But I still genuinely am yes, upset. And, and I have reason to be upset. And <laughs> best you... Just suck it up, <laughs> son. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I feel sorry for them too. I do. Because I am genuinely. Jam Red says to me yesterday, What can I, I really feel sorry for you? It can't be nice to feel like that. And then I watch you, and it's like everything just tests you. Yes. Because then things also tend to go wrong more. But it's also, I'm a, I'm a little bit more clumsy. Yes. I'm a little bit more, more um, all over the place. When it's light, it's that time of the month, and I don't know if the universe just tries to fucking get you. I believe it, Charlene. I do. I believe it. That, Everything goes that, wrong. I know. It's Satan, out to get us. Satan is against you. <laughs> yeah. So he's just like, is there anything I can do for you when you feel like this? And then he means, well, I'm just like, fucking stop it. Don't don't be like that. Like I'm not that irritable. Okay, stop making such a fuss of it. Or rather, red. Take it from me. Just pray. Hashtag not today, Lucifer. Not today. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, take the wheel again. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, all right. I had a bad mom moment. Let's hear about it. Lord. Okay. So are you familiar with the highway rat? No. Okay. So the Gruffalo? Yes. In the book, the Gruffalo. Yes. So it's written by Julia Donaldson. Uh-huh. Um, and she uh, she's... Collaborated with a lot of illustrators, but possibly Ray and Elijah's favorite, or like our family's favorites are the ones with Axel Schiffler. And the first one was the Gruffalo. 
um, the first one in the series, but there's a whole bunch of them, which includes the highway rat, and it's about this, spoiler alert, it's about this little rat who becomes a highway robber. <laughs> he steals all of the... Um, all of the food from the poor animals. And as he grows fat and fat from ev- eating everybody's dinner, these poor animals are wasting away until a wily, clever female, might I add, duck, <laughs> tricks him and sends him into an echoey cave for chocolates and, and uh, the sort. And his greed overwhelms him and he oh, right. disappears into the cave and she takes his horse and and gives food and they have a feast that night without the, the highway rat threatening them. So Elijah loves the story. It's I mean, it's you know, super cute and rhymy. The highway rat was a baddie, the highway rat was a beast. He <laughs> took what he wanted. Elijah goes, he blah 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 blah, blah. love was one boat feast mummy. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, he's got the cadence. Adorable. You can hear he's got the cadence and he, he's yes, like he's saying the words, the, but, the rhythm. but but I think as I say it when I read it to him, I speed up that part, and so when he repeats he, he it, he just blah, blah, blah. <laughs> cute man. So um, and then he's taken to getting a stick, um, like a little dowel or you know something. He's got like a woolen knitted lights lightsaber or <laughs> and he'll pretend to be the highway rat and <laughs> yesterday he picked up a dowel and pointed it at me he said i'm the highway rat i'm stealing your computer i'm stealing your your phone no money and, he, and he, i was working at the time oh, shame. and he took all my shirts and he's just like and i was like elijah no no I need to work. I have a deadline. And he and he's like, I'm taking the highway rat money. Oh, shame. And I was just like, oh, yes. I should not be working in front of my kid. I pick, he's at crash full day and I still go and pick him up and come home and I and I <sighs> have to send an email. It's hard and that's I feel guilty about that so all the time. But Sam. Yeah. Stop being so hard on yourself. I know it makes you feel like a bad mom. But mm. at some point we have to be there are days that we are able to leave work at the door and just have a moment with our kids. It's not gonna be every day and it's not gonna be every week. Some weeks you have deadlines and you have to do that because it it contributes to the financial mm. status or well being of the household. You are doing what you need to do so that you are able to provide for your kid. Yeah, the problem is they don't understand that. They don't understand that, but they are not going to go off to university or live the rest of their lives feeling scarred that my mother neglected me. Because your child's not neglected. Your child gets love and attention and a well-balanced upbringing. And I'm not just saying this because I'm your friend, and I think more moms need to look at that um, and be more kind to themselves because we are not neglecting our children. Yes, there are times, could we be a little bit more patient? Could we put work on, on the back burner? The, those stereotypical stories of you only have them for a short time and you can always send that email later yeah, or they don't when the help, moment passes, they? it's gone. It's true. Those things are all fucking true. But reality sets in and you got to do what you got to do sometimes. You are not perpetually putting your child second. No, that is a matter of urgency that you needed to attend to. You had a deadline or a whatever or an email that you needed to answer. It is not permanent. The same way a kid being sick or going through a bad phase of not eating or going through a temper tantrum stage – 
the same way those things are not permanent or a sleep regression is not permanent, your work schedule is not always the same and there are times that you have more capacity to give of yourself. And you do make an effort to do that for the most part. So stop looking at what you're not achieving and look at what you are able to achieve. All things considered, we talk about stay-at-home moms all the time. It's difficult to switch off um, because, or difficult to escape because home is work and the kids are always, your job is your children and all of those things. By the same token... Uh, somebody who works in corporate hates that they have to leave their kid and they would much rather stay at home with their kid. But um, you oftentimes are able to put in leave and then take leave and be present with your children or for the most part knock off from work and get home and spend that time with that kid. Um, Not always. You sometimes take your laptop home and you have to do work after hours. I'm by no means suggesting if you're in the corporate world, your work stops when you knock off at office four or five or six or whatever. However, working for yourself, by the same token, Mm -hmm. it's even harder to switch off Mm. because you know that there's no guarantee for a salary at the end of the month. No, if I'm not working, I'm not getting paid. Exactly, and so Mm. you have to push hard because you have a holiday that you want to take your kid to or you want to be sending them to a a, a school that they would love or you want to be buying them that nice thing for Christmas or be giving them what you can. So everybody's making sacrifices. Nobody's perfect, and that does not make you a bad mom. Yes, bad mom moment makes you feel that way, but just go easy on yourself. Okay, thank you. My long spiel thank over. Thank you. <laughs> what was I your suppose, b- yeah, this ties into my bombing, bombing at momming moment. Um, so I've got some crazy deadlines this week and a particular project that I need to kind of close off by this afternoon and this afternoon is Clamber Club. So I typically fetch Elijah e- earlier on days like this, um, but I'm not able to do that. And I think I foresaw that. Well, I did foresee it. And so I moved Clamber Club to Thursday instead, to later on in the week when I when the deadlines have been met and died down a little bit. So um, that you don't have to sacrifice that time with him. Exactly. You see? So yeah. it's all about balance. Like with everything in life it's not always going to be perfect a little bit of give a little bit of take exactly and so kudos to you for having the foresight to not be consumed by that and just be like well i don't have time for clamor club either having the foresight and still prioritizing that so you are making up for where you lacked or felt that you lacked the other day i'm bombing at mommy you're doing a great job you're fine so how are you bombing the fact that you have the presence of mind to even think about changing your who the fuck knows i don't know i'm fucking (laughs) lost i don't even have the headspace to think about shuffling things around i'll tell you why it's because i cheated and i i managed to get through a deadline last night by chugging down coffee that i'm not supposed to be having i know notice me drinking my second (laughs) cup of coffee today i hear you i feel you so yeah yeah it's a little bit of give, a little bit of take. Um, and on that note, yeah. how so, are you bombing at momming? I think, um, uh, shall I start with my... Um, oh, you want to start with your bad mom moment? Yeah, let me start with my bad mom moment. We had um, quite a busy Saturday. And so when we uh, returned home after a family gathering, it was just like in the middle of bath and bedtime. And we had to be at the family gathering for... Uh, like in the middle of the kid's daytime nap. 
so it was just so poorly timed. And also, as the kids don't want to cooperate with sleeping, like going down for their nap a little bit earlier, then you're going to let them go to bed late, then you're going to be late for the family get-together. And it's it was an outside thing. It's early winters, afternoons, it's cold. So we just left. And I thought, oh, the kids can sleep a little bit in the car. But they only caught like a 25-minute nap, which so is not, not great, enough. Yeah. So they woke up okay, and they weren't that bad. But that meant that they got tired earlier. And so when we got in the car to go home for dinner and bedtime routine, they fell asleep in the car. So I contemplated keeping them awake to think, because if I get home, we can quickly bath, and then they can go to bed early, and then, early, and then yeah. they'll, they'll sleep well. But then I caved and I didn't have it in me to deal with how difficult a bath time we're going to have with, if yeah, I keep them awake because yeah. they're overtired, overstimulated. Keep them awake to to in the car in order to bath and bed them just so they can go to bed clean. clean. I was like, oh, fuck it. They're going to bed dirty tonight. And they didn't play outside. They, I mean, they ran around, but they didn't play they're in mud or filthy, anything. They weren't yeah. filthy, but... I didn't bath my kids. I let them sleep <laughs> in the car. I transferred. Then they had like an early dinner because uh, we had a late lunch. So they ate well. Um, well, well for my kids. And then <laughs> I just transferred them to bed and proceeded to drink wine on Saturday. Good. <laughs> rather than doing any responsible things. <laughs> I like your bad mom moments. You're so bad. I also cheated and had alcohol, which I have been trying to abstain from. So but maybe uh, that's why we're a little bit cheap, even though we are period twinning today. <laughs> yo. We still have smiles on our faces, and it's all thanks to the wine and the coffee that we've cheated. With. Listen, you got to pick your battles because I was <laughs> yeah. just like, this is a public service, really. Either I'm taking <laughs> coffee, I'm eating bad things, and drinking alcohol, or I'm murdering the whole world. <laughs> yes, got it. <laughs> then I suppose my um, bombing at momming moment would be that. Despite my irritation levels and um, frustration that I've been feeling, I have really made a concerted effort of um, not being so shouty and um, irritated with my children as much as I have recently. Because I've, I've gone through a stage where I was shouting and swearing a lot. And I felt very, very bad about it. Yeah, you did mention it a few for a few episodes in a row. Mm. And my ang- this is my angry mummy. Yes, <laughs> and I think I just uh, I, I don't want to constantly be that person. So I've made a concerted effort, even though I still feel the way I feel inside. I have made a, a an effort to not verbalize it in that same way. I've been practicing more instances of Joshua you're making mommy very angry right now let's try and calm down and talk about this and on the inside I'm going you fucking little monster (laughs) but that voice I'm trying to not let out can I tell you I haven't I've yet to try it but we got an ice maker for Christmas so I might just go there my favorite go-to momming podcast is called one bad mother Mm. it's American Mm. and the host one of the hosts there takes ice when she's in a Mood. rage yeah uh-huh, and goes outside and chucks it against the wall that sounds That's like genius. it could help right it like it gives you the same satisfaction that something is breaking yes but you don't have to clean it up yes 
Genius, right? That's a very good idea because I was contemplating stabbing something with a fork yeah. and that's probably not wise. I mean, <laughs> screaming into a pillow is just not going to cut it at this stage. Yeah. yeah. And and I can't do that, um, what's it called, working mom's thing. Is it working mom's where she runs into the woods oh, and yells at a bear? And yells at a bear. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But there aren't any bears yeah, for us to scream at. And running into the woods sounds like a dangerous A little bit situation. dangerous, yeah. So let's make it appropriate for our, our climate <laughs> yes. and throw ice at the at a, a wall. At a wall. Yeah. I'm going to do that. Yeah, good idea. Come and get some ice from me. We've got an ice maker for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Charlene, in a bid to make you feel even more like the bad mom that you obviously are, um, today we're talking about food and your child eating that said food. <laughs> I can't. My kids don't eat. <laughs> Please remember, what we say on this podcast can only be considered the gospel on planets Sam and Charlene, respectively. Our kids and husbands can be assholes and angels at the same time. And only we're allowed to say so. And lastly, by virtue of the fact that we are women and it comes naturally to us, we reserve the right to change our minds and or contradict ourselves whenever we so choose. And we don't want to hear a damn thing about it. Hashtag no judges. Okay, I'll start. <laughs> go. Go, go, go. I mean, I, th- I think it's important to be talking about what our kids are eating. We, you're often, you often chat about mealtimes yeah, and Josh and being a picky eater and whatever. And a lot of our listeners have kind of touched base and said, what about weaning? And it feels like a lifetime ago for me. That And it's, it feels also like an eternity when you're going through it. And it's a process. And I think I've forgotten about that process because now Elijah eats what we eat and mm. that is history but your kid I mean, is also the kid that you fed liver and he happily chomped away yeah, on it so yeah. <laughs> dagger eyes so let me just tell you what i what my process was but i have to say that i don't think that elijah's good appetite it might be a reflection partly a reflection on how i proceeded with weaning but that it also has a lot to do with his personality and the fact that he's his father's child. Mm. Ray eats anything. Actually, I eat anything too. But like Ray and Elijah, you can they've they've got each other's appetites mm, mm. definitely. So I don't know. Let's start from you know when I started feeding Elijah. I took the nipple Nazi approach. Mm. I did not. Uh, give him anything to eat before he turns six months, as in like to the day. We all know I'm very pedantic. I'm a Capricorn. I do things by the book, come hell or high water. Mm. And if I don't, I tend to go a bit dilly and and Mm. mad and ragey. So, (laughs) um, yeah, I took – because I was breastfeeding exclusively, um, you know, I took took on the dictum that – Food before one is just for fun, which works for some people or not. Um, and I started, as I say, when he was six months, with a very slow introduction of veg. Not, I decided, and this is a personal thing as well, so no judges. Remember this, guys. But I, my, even though my pediatrician told me to go for rice um, cereals, rice cereal, yeah, I thought I'm not feeding my 
baby, anything out of a box. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I was like horrified at the thought. And I think when you are in the exclusive breastfeeding mode, I mean, not to say that I ever thought formula or anything um, that comes it's out of a box is necessarily evil, but he has my baby that's only ever had um, s- stuff from my body that I've made. I thought it you want to keep a, it natural, yeah, a natural progression mm. for me to, to give keep him it natural vegetables and to mix that with my breast milk. So I prepped about a month in advance, and I used ice trays and um, mixed butternut. I started with butternut, and I did have a nurse, the sister that I was seeing, write down a few vegetables to start with. So start with uh, orange, and then introduce green and then introduce that I had a very nice like I think what I did was what where my thinking was that baby doesn't know what breakfast lunch and dinner is yes so I made a sweet potato porridge for him for a good long while he actually ate it for a for a really long time which is basically just pureed sweet potato, potato. and he ate it as a porridge for yeah. a really long time that worked really well so I did puree everything um I might not have the wherewithal and the time to do so second time around. Mm. So absolutely no judgment on moms that don't puree. I was just, I mean, we all know, I'm just It's just the, it's the route you chose, yes. <laughs> yeah, I do find it extra. I do find it in this modern day lifestyle to put that added pressure on yourself to puree everything and to be that mom. So... There's absolutely no judgment on moms that decide not to go that route. Mm. I have a, a good friend who actually works at Discam and helps develop um, their baby uh, foods that they that they sell. Um, similar to the sachets. I don't know what what it's I can't remember what it's called now. It's like the bumbles yes. and the squish. It's yeah. the Discam version of that. Right. She's a dietitian and helps develop that. And when she gets home, cracks open a, a jar of purity and feeds the church child. And the mom guilt is so <laughs> real. Shame. But yeah, the poor woman. Anyways, I also, so then there was a slow introduction of veg that was over the course of a month. But this kid just loved his food. Yeah. He, he was particularly fond of, and still is actually, baby marrows. Um, and... Eventually, as you mentioned, I introduced protein, um, starting with liver because apparently breastfed babies are very short of vitamin A, which is found a lot in uh, livers, and he really loved that. Mm. Also mixed with breast milk at first and eventually slowly weaned him off of the breast milk in his food. Mm-hmm. Um, he just took to it. like, And I, th- I think I also took his lead, so... That's very important for me when it comes to to weaning is you can follow a recipe, you can follow a guideline, but and and obviously to have recipes on hand is super easy. And I mean, there are a dime a dozen. You just mm. go on the internet, guys. Mm. But I followed Mila's meals. Um, especially because I was kind of scared Elijah would have the same food intolerances that I do. Yeah. So I'm gluten intolerant and dairy, dairy. intolerant. Mm. And Mila's Meals is great for really allergic nice babies. Book. Yeah. Really, really nice book. I love the the uh, sweet recipes in there because mm. there's a lot of sugar-free oh, so it's a sugar-free, stuff. Yeah, it's a sugar-free, gluten-free, Free. and uh, dairy-free dairy-free weaning recipe. 
book. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, those recipes you can, you can make, it's not just for weaning foods, the recipes in there, you can bake like biscuits and breads and whatever from there that the whole household can eat. Yeah. I'm going to add it to our show notes and stick up some links on our social media after we air this episode, because I really love that book. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's, it's not for everybody because it is very time consuming to make that all of those foods. Yeah, as much as I love that book, that's what I battled with because it was uh, not as easy as I needed it and to be. And the ingredients aren't mm. as accessible, especially if you go going gluten-free. Yes. And because we're not a gluten-free household, it, yeah. it wasn't I, – I really like the sugar-free side of it but um, because well, for the most part I didn't want to do sugar with the kids. But, yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> so, yeah, like I say, I took Elijah's lead. I tried for the longest time to go gluten-free. Um, but as I introduced allergens, so the eggs, strawberries, nut butters, etc., cetera, um, introduced them in the daytime – uh, so that if he does have any allergic reaction, I'm aware of it, you know, so it doesn't happen at night and then he's sleeping and, you know, things get inflamed and yeah, none of us know yeah, that that's happening. You don't want to be then rushing to the emergency room or on a weekend when it's difficult to access doctors. I think because I went through the breastfeeding journey and was um, navigating these waters of this is what, how you should feed or this is how your baby must sleep. I got to a point with Elijah in the newborn stage where I was like, people need to stop telling me this is how to breastfeed my baby. People need to stop telling me that he's not sleeping appropriately. He's a fucking baby. It's like when people say to you, is he a good baby? He's a baby. Exactly. What does good what, mean? What defines a good or a bad baby? He, he cries like normal babies cry. Also, is a baby with colic a bad baby? He yeah. didn't ask to have freaking stomach cramps yeah. that nearly kill him. So, so many people <laughs> would be like, oh, you're seeing a chiropractor. Don't go to that one. You have to go see that one. And for the first four months, I was like shipping him to every which way to different to try doctors and, do and specialists. Best. Exactly. And I eventually got to a point where I was just like, fuck it. I'm marching to this. the beat of my own goddamn drum. Mm. And that thankfully, when I got to the weaning process, I was like, doing it my way that's it mm. Danzo, and it worked for me i think I, I gave a lot less fucks once the weaning came around yes so listeners you heard it from me it was very like simple loosey-goosey i set out with a few vegetables then used um recipes i got online pinterest has amazing ones but mostly from mila's meals because i had purchased the book there were a lot of great pureed baby food recipes that also are age appropriate so only introduce this type of food at eight months and Mm. this type of food at nine months and so i would carry on the one thing that i did that was a big mistake and a learning curve was when i started with the protein and as i said that was livers i only fed him that only fed him liver or only fed him protein in in the meal in per, per meal, I would only feed him liver right. or, or well, uh, that was the easiest liver because it's easy, nice to pure. Mm. That was the easiest protein because it's only yeah, because nice chicken pure. splits, uh, beef splits. I remember battling with with once proteins. you introduce texture, mm. you yeah, you, know, you can you can do that. But if you want a smoother one for when baby's starting out, liver's a really great one. Mm. If you can stomach, cause a lot of people can't stomach to cook the liver and give it to their yeah, kid because they like don't eat liver, it. Yeah. 
Um, but it wasn't a problem for us. He, he became really constipated. <laughs> Mm. And he was never a constipated child ever, and that was a that took about a month to rectify, and it was a direct result of me when I did f- I didn't feed him liver breakfast lunch dinner, but if I fed it to him for lunch, that's all he got in the I didn't mix it with any veg I didn't and it was a big portion because yeah. at that stage I was also feeding him until he indicated he didn't want any more. Yes, I was using sign language, and he was indicating to me, "Mom, I'm done." And so we went and he ate a lot in one sitting of only liver and that, um, yeah, made him not quite as regular as he was used to. So I will, and of course he's only then drinking breast milk at the time, he wasn't on water. So it was a huge learning curve for me and that's something I would definitely do differently. Also once he turned one, as I said, I, I tried to keep him away from gluten and dairy but he really loved cow's milk. He was breastfed, but also I introduced a bit of cow's milk for, you know, I don't know, a bottle here or there. Mm. And he that was something he was allergic to. Not allergic to, um, intolerant of. And it made, a, for a baby that suffers, suffers from croup, that did not do us any favors. Yeah. So it was one difficult night. I mean, it wasn't a huge shame on you, Sam, mistake. Because after one, you can give them cow's milk. But it wasn't right for me mm. and my family. And so, what does he eat now? Now he eats what we eat. And I'm, happily. I'm hashtag blessed. <laughs> you can slap me now, Charlene. So, whatever you give him, he just. He, yeah. I can I tell you, especially if he checks out what's on your plate. So, if I give him something and I have something else, he'll want what's on my plate. The other day, I had sushi. And gave him like a Woolies ready-made meal. Um, so if we're on the go and whatever, that's what's, you know, on weekends and whatnot, I'll get us sort of takeaways in that vein. And But I had that meal for him open and defrosted already. So I was just like, I'll just get myself takeaways and give him that, that meal. Yeah. He ate that meal and then he wanted what was on my plate. So I think he's quite used to... Eating what we eat. And yeah. he, he de- definitely checks out. If we add mayonnaise to our uh, fish or fish and chips meal or whatever, he checks you out. He's like, I want I want some of that. Mm. If you put salt in your food, you must also put salt in his food. He matches mom and dad. And I think that's um, a lot of our, our eating habits come from that. I remember wanting to go on a diet and only drink a Herbalife shake. And I remember stopping myself because I was like, what you st- and that was just as I started weaning him. That's okay. just as I started introducing solids. Yeah, what I am wanted I telling to lose this weight. kid? Yeah, I wanted to. Yeah, exactly. So I wanted to lose weight, and I actually stopped myself and put a hold on that. I did have some shakes for the meals when I wasn't with him, but when I was with him, I made a point of eating eating in front of yeah. him. Um, I think that was a good decision. I yeah, suppose it worked so out well for you. Yeah, we also I think very part a good crucial part of our weaning journey was we eat together as a family Mm -hmm. and that you actually told me Charlene I took your advice on that (laughs) yeah I was like we might move our dinner time now from eight nine o'clock at the time to five six and that's so we've been eating at five six ever since Elijah started eating solids and it's it's done as well he literally eats anything yeah. yeah I can own I could only give you that advice because of my own mistakes you realize this <laughs> <laughs> well it helped thank you very much 
How did you go about weaning your two? Oh, Sam, this is such a difficult topic for me to talk about because, okay, I'm grateful that we're talking about it now, that I am talking about it after having had Jess because it, it was a very different experience for me with Jess. But my feeding journey from the day Josh had his first breath was difficult. From drinking my milk to everything I tried to do after that was just a nightmare. I've always battled with him. Always, always, always. And I still don't really know whether it is a textural or sensory issue or whether it is just he's just picky or whether I made mistakes in how I introduced food. I tried everything by the book. I did the best that I could. And he just doesn't eat. He just, he does not experiment with things. He is at the moment so, so sensitive to smells. Like we try and eat together like I encouraged you, but we can't do that because we're not allowed to eat in the same room as him because our food stinks. You've, you've he vomited me. on the floor next to me at dinner time the other night because of what I had on my plate. What did you have on your plate? It was, we were having uh, veggies, uh, it was grilled veggies and chicken. And he was like, nah. So, and I it mean, wasn't even, it wasn't like broccoli or something like that. It was like grilled butternut yeah. and chicken with salad. And previously you've told me that, I mean, this was when he was really toddling around before he could talk. He, there was hummus on the table. Mm. He, I think maybe either smelted or just... Vomited, yeah. But he vomited from yeah. that as well. He would, if I try to give him a fling, he would vomit. A fling? A fling. To this day, Josh calls them flems. <laughs> no, Jesse's eating flems. And he hates them. What kid hates flings? He cannot. Jesse's not even allowed to eat flings in the same room as him. He's like, can, can I go to my room, please? I don't want to smell Jesse's flems. How bizarre. It's bad. It's particularly bad at the moment. I have to say, though, you're, there's part of, parts of you that's also full of shit about food. Yes. So I you am. When it come, we're talking about hummus. <laughs> you eat hummus, but you can't deal with chickpeas. No, I Something actually, like that. So, no. no it's lentils. It's yes, lentils, yes, isn't it? Yes, yes. So, it's odd because when it's pureed and smooth, I'm not, when it's, even if it's a bit grainy, it's fine. But if it's like the same consistency, I'm okay with it. But for example, peas or baked beans or um, lentils, for example, they've got this smooth outer layer. And then when you bite into them, there's that like grainy pureed, inside yeah which even talking about it makes me get the grills so but it's not so much smell it's texture for me so yeah. when so josh is very much smell orientated yeah um so what i did when i started weaning him i read a lot about i also didn't start too early i started at five and a half months although a lot of a lot of places say that you must be starting early these days and that to introduce allergens you, uh, like from three months, mm. even just to touch the egg or peanut nut butter or whatever to their lips or whatever, you know. So a lot of places say that there's just 
You know what's sad literature. for me, actually, because I've always had a difficult relationship with food um, in the sense that I'm an emotional eater. So for me, food is not about nutrition. Uh, well, I know it, it should be about nutrition, but all of my life, the relationship that I've had with food was emotionally driven. And so I don't eat for sustenance. I eat to make me feel better emotionally, which is not, in my opinion, a healthy relationship with food because it leads to all sorts of other problems later in life and it's not because of the way I was raised it's because of the choices I made when I turned into a teenager I was a very fussy eater when I was little as well similar to Josh my mom used to I remember as a kid being fought with about eat your food you'll sit here until you finish the last drop I remember my mom forcing me to eat my cornflakes one morning in primary school um my poor mom, single mom, also at her wit's end, we lived far away from school and it must have been a difficult morning for her if I think about my own life now. And she was uh, yelling at me and obviously knowing that the next time I'm going to be able to eat is my lunch at school and then only dinner. And so we didn't have a lot of money then, so there weren't exactly like snacks and yeah. nice, exciting things for us to eat during the course of the day. So if you don't eat your breakfast, I don't know That's when it. next you're going yeah. to have a, like a healthy nutrition nutritional meal. And I think for her also it was like I can tick one meal off my box and I know that I've done my mom duty for the day. Yeah, she would have felt like a shit mom had you not eaten mm. those cornflakes. And I yeah. was just like, I can't I can't stomach the smell of cornflakes and it was all we had. I was like, Mama, please can't I roll the oats or something else? She was like, there is no oats. This is what I've made you. There's no time. Eat what you've got. And she forced me to eat that whole bowl of cornflakes because I had to eat it. And I was not the whole way through. And all the while getting dressed I felt not got into the car drove to school and proceeded to spew all over the car because I was feeling not and I suffer from and, motion sickness yeah. and so <laughs> that cornflakes has cornflakes were everywhere and my mom's queasy so I remember sitting in that moment asshole little child that I was and I was like you see serves you right for making me eat those cornflakes and I have the same thing with my kid now yeah so I try not to force him to eat things so I was hell-bent on taking the right route with introducing solids I was hell-bent on having a re healthy relationship with food for him didn't want to introduce it too early never wanted um to uh, assist him in associating food with an emotion or when we're happy, eat, or when food makes us happy. Oh, look at how cute he is and shoving something into his hand or his mouth or reward him with food. food so yeah. I was very cognizant of those things. And so Josh was, uh, he choked easily, so I pureed everything as well. I did not really experiment with baby lead weaning as much as I could have even though I wanted to I was always too scared and I noticed also that he was very sensitive to textures so anything that was lumpy or more textured he battled with so we just did pureed foods and we started off with veggies as well I didn't really do cereals then as my life changed and I got a little bit more I set out with the best intentions and did the cooking you and were the running steaming a business and the whatever. At the time and yeah, and my life got the better of me. I was yeah. overwhelmed. And so I turned off into store bought um, pureed frozen foods. And just because of that mom guilt, and I was like, at least it's still nutritional. There aren't all these ugly preservatives in it and so on. And then 
breakfast I battled the most with, so he had some rice cereal sometimes, but I got the organic ones to give to him um, so that they, uh, I think it's called hip organic or hip something. Hip organic, yes. and then you get Ollie organic. Yes, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I gave him the organic rice cereals. He didn't love it. He made him nod and all sorts. So... Um, and he was also exclusively on breast milk, even though not uh, breast fed. So, but for the first, yeah, for the first six months, yeah, five and a half months, exclusively, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then my milk started going because I was pumping exclusively, and then I introduced formula to add with his puppies and um, some of his veggies and so on. He, for the most part, he ate most of the stuff that I gave him. We battled with proteins very much, and Josh was a bad sleeper, so I was also told by. Um, like you were told by a million people of different things, you have to go to this guy and that guy. I was like, you need to add biltong to his food and you need to give him yogurt uh, for a protein and you need to give him this and the that and the whatever. So he he's not getting enough protein in his diet. That's why he's not sleeping and... So that threw us off course. Everybody has the right answers mm. for your child. And I, I feel like once I started doing that, it all just went. Once you started listening to other people? And then it just all went worse. And so, and then I was stuck in this big black hole, which I couldn't get out of. And my life was getting the better of me. So finally, we ended up on giving him, um, we, we transitioned from the purees to those, the broccoli and rice and chicken kiddies meal at yes, Woolies. Yes, when That's a really good one. Okay, it's got like cheese in it or whatever. But mm. I mean, I've never seen, like Elijah eats bro- broccoli, sure, but he like inhales that meal. That is the only thing Josh ate for months. That's amazing. <laughs> and months and months. He would have maybe like a toast or something for lunch. He would hardly eat breakfast and... For months, he just and ate months. the cheesy chicken broccoli meal. I used to buy those things in bulk, and that is all he ate. And to this day, he still goes through these phases where he will bulk eat one thing for months at a time for dinner, and just one day decide that nope, um, it's not, it's not happening anymore. I don't want it anymore, and then he will. I'll battle to find him another thing to eat, and then he'll be stuck on that fucking thing for months. That's crazy. And months and months. You get people like that, and I genuinely think that's why I don't, I don't like give myself a naughty badge for Elijah's um, eating habits because I really think it's down to personality. I mean, you know, adults. My mom is like that. My mom fixates on like Cook Sisters, and yes, is then for like months she buys Cook Sisters and eats them. By the bucket load. I'm that. Josh is me. And then when I do she's that. done with that, then like you suddenly see a whole bunch of flakes in the house. And then there's flakes for flipping Africa in the house for months. That's what I do. And then she moves on to something else. I really think it's a personality it thing. It is. It's obviously a personality thing. And even though as an adult today, I'm quite, I'll be experimental. I'll try different things. Um, I mean, I I don't try tripe and awful and stuff like that. <laughs> I even though I have tried it once, and thank God I can say I've tried it, and I and you, you're I'm, going there I'm again. happy to not go there. Josh is not experimental, so at the moment we are just we're taking it day by day, and so we still battle with him eating mostly the same things: and peanut butter brewiki, pizza, toast with just butter, 
We've managed to get him to eat jam brewekis now, but as far as nutrition is concerned, he does not consume any vegetables. And I think we approached weaning in exactly the same way. Exactly. So shortly, I'll tell you, Jess was much easier. Breastfeeding we did better with, even though I did battle with later. I didn't give her cereals either. We did, um, uh, I followed the, the Weaning Sense uh, book with um, Meg Farah and Kat, Kat McGraw. McGraw yeah. And I loved that book because I had recipes that I could just go to, make the meal, move on. I didn't have to worry about what are we eating next. She was quite experimental. She was happy to experiment with things. All around a better experience. She has her moments where she's a little bit more fussy and, and won't experiment. At the moment, she's got quite a strong will, but she'll eat most things like fish fingers, avo. Um, she'll eat Vienna. She loves meats. Like if I give her like a like a it's strip opposite of, to Josh. a strip of bacon or like a beef strip or she's a like chicken it. finger, she will she'll pick off of my plate. Josh never ever ever touched my plate or even looked at it interestingly enough josh never put anything in his mouth not a pebble not a stone not he a key not, not a, a block baby, not a, yeah. nothing he chewed his hands all the time but did not put anything else in his mouth jesse oh my god you gotta just, <laughs> just stand around and watch her so all in all jesse's a healthy eater now healthy appetite except when she's sick and when she's teething and, and I also don't stress so much about it anymore, which I'm happy about because for girls, I think in terms of weight management and your relationship with food, yeah. I think her relationship with food is much more positive. But Josh is scrawny. He's a, he's a skinny malink and not getting the nutrition in worries me about his health. So yeah, overall, my, my journey was very different with the two kids. Um, Go figure, you birthed two different children and their personalities are different. Yes. Can you believe it? <laughs> <laughs> who, know, who would have yeah. thought? Yeah, so it, I, it's, it's a very emotional thing for me, the, the, the weaning thing, especially because we still battle with Josh. Last night, wouldn't eat dinner. I ended up getting half a plain piece of toast with some butter into him and then wakes up this morning. I lie next to him in bed when I put him to bed and I hear yeah, his stomach me. growling and it affects his mood. So he's very difficult. I can talk for days about him. Jess is not so bad. She has her, her things, but it's not that not as, as bad as his. Listen, we know you're not going down that road, but if you had to have a third child, what would you do differently? So I think my biggest mistake that I made with Josh was – obsessing so much over it it made me his eating made me so depressed which made me depressed about his sleeping and it, i just spiraled down this emotional roller coaster of feeling inadequate and the more i felt inadequate i think the more i was projecting onto him it was just the most traumatic and unfortunate situation for me thank god for jess and thank god for giving me some respite because it allowed me to just take my foot off the gas a little bit and not stress so much about it so the biggest mistake i made was to obsess about it and stress so much about it i don't think i would do anything differently with what i introduced or how i introduced it or did i give him too much of this or too little of that i did the best that i could with the place that i was at in my life and i don't I don't feel guilty or bad about it. And if I was in the same situation, I had to do it all over again, I probably would have taken the same route. I love that. Look, I think that's great, great advice for moms. And we actually have a guest coming on in a bit that's going to give her side of the story as well. And that's the message. We didn't get this time around an expert 
or nutritionist on board, we are still going to do that. So hear that, listeners. If you have any questions, no, you can still send some our way. But as moms, I think we felt very strongly about the fact that this is another no judges moment. Do what's best for your family. So hold on. Um, coming up is another mom's first-hand experience. Okay, Charlene, I've always wanted to say this. Our next guest needs no introduction. But I'm going to introduce it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, if you're a mom and you live in South Africa and not under a rock, it's near impossible that you would have missed it. A teeny tiny little blog called Mascara and Mimosas. Ah, she's also known as Sarah Boyens. That's it. Aha. This girl mom of two is not only a beauty and lifestyle blogger, but she's well versed in all things parenting. And of course... She joins us now to chat about her weaning journey. Welcome, Sarah. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to have you yeah, on. Yeah, thanks for taking the time. <laughs> sure. Um, and tell us now, you're, you're with your other one true love, and that's coffee, isn't it? Yes, that is correct. <laughs> a very, very large coffee. Good, good. Good for you. And this... 12 when it's time to drink wine. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. <laughs> of course, yes. <laughs> this is not fair. Why do you get to drink coffee? Why are you not somewhere at an office or, or somewhere where your, your schedule is being managed for you? It's that mom blogger I know. I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do all day? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I know. I just sit around and lounge all day and I have know. everyone do everything for me. Uh, exactly. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> Nadia, Nadia Gabriel, a couple of weeks ago, filled us in. You guys do just sit yeah, and these stay-at-home moms, they just do bugger all, yes, all day. It's an easy nothing, job. Nothing, nothing. <laughs> totally, fix it up. totally. <laughs> so for those who don't know and perhaps are living under a rock, Sarah, <laughs> tell us about your family. Who calls you mom? So I have two little girls. I have Aria, who's three and a half, and she is just a firecracker of notes. Um, and then I also have Maya, who is five and a half months and just such a little pudding pie. Um, so yeah, two little girls. And then I'm married to Dan. He's an engineer, puts up with all of our drama. And then we have um, our two pooches. We have Moose, who is a pug cross sheepdog. Um, and Malvo, who is just, I don't even know, but she's just a whole bunch of fluff. So we've got a lot of, a lot of people in our home. But um, yeah, it's fab. And listen, little Moose and Malva on their relationship with Maya, it's just, I'm dying. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, it's too much. Like, it took Malva a long time to realize there was someone new in the house. <laughs> she's like, not the smartest. Um, but Moose, he's quite an anxious dog, and they're both rescues. Um, and he, like, just took to Maya. I've, I've never seen it. Like, it's just, okay, she does not leave. Her, um, her side I'm actually sure using on my Instagram stories they are literally always lying next to her on top of her like it's too cute it is so cute. cute if my ovaries were want to explode then that that would do the trick I think <laughs> <laughs> listen I, I have a very important question for you before we get into the weaning um, bits mm. does anyone just call you mascara and mimosas like it's your first name <laughs> 
I've, I had like a few people. Like, I've had a few people call me mascara, and that was like a bit odd. I'm like, no, 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 no. My name is Sarah. <laughs> but it hasn't happened often, thank goodness. <laughs> oh, I love it. Because know, a lot of the people that know you guys, you know, all, all the bloggers from Instagram, like they only kind of know your handles. I find it hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I've been called mascara once or twice, and I was like, no, no. Well, I no. think that means you've officially uh, reached celebrity status yeah. if that happens. <laughs> <laughs> so listen thank god for you because as i started producing this episode you happened to drop a blog and a youtube video on your weaning journey which makes my work just effortless um <laughs> so what i love about what you say is that you're not a doctor you start off by saying that yep. and that your weaning choices were the best for your family totally i love that yeah i, I like that's yeah. where we're coming from as well yeah, I mean, there's so many different ways of doing things. Every kid is different. You know, every kid has different, like, prefers different food. And this is literally just what worked for us. And, you know, I'm sure it could work for a lot of other people. And I just feel people are very receptive to hearing other people's experiences. Even if you take only two things that I do out of the ten things, um, you know, if I can help someone else with their weaning journey, because it can be very daunting the first time around, even the second time around, mm. um, then I'm happy, you know. I think that's what I also love about that is that um, when I was weaning my kids, I felt very insecure because I, yeah. there's no, I don't know, with weaning, there's no right or wrong. There's no like, and there's so many conflicting views and there's so much information okay. out there. So I'm somebody who looks to someone to give me a step-by-step guide on first you do step A, then you do step B. Mm-hmm. But I realized very quickly that that's not how weaning works. And so what helped me... I mean, me, that's not how parenting works in general, to Exactly. Be <laughs> so what helped me in the end very much was like listening to real life experiences and stories and then when I could identify with them that's the journey that I took so that's why I think this makes it what you've done here is very helpful thank you yeah and that's how I've sort of done things as well like I mean I don't know everything like I know very little to be quite honest with you and I get my advice from other moms and um I do turn to um some literature, like I mentioned in the blog post, I love Weaning Sense um, by McFora and Kathleen Gore, but I also love Baby Sense by McFora, and those just spoke to our parenting style, and they helped me a lot, but I agree with you, like real-life experiences, tracking to um, other moms and how they've done things, for me, is the most helpful. And what did you like? You mentioned the, the Kath McGraw and the McFora Weaning Sense. What do you like about their approach? It's just very simple. And it's mm. not hard and fast. Mm. So about the book specifically, I like that Meg, she's the OT, she has divided up babies' personalities. So like we know, not all babies are the same. So you can, it's very easy to identify your child's personality within the book. And then you can see what is the best way to wean them. Because obviously each child will wean differently depending on their personality. Yeah, their personality. Mm, mm. And then Kat has done so well with the, with the, the recipes, which takes up half of the book, which I think is fab. Um, the recipes are simple. They're not overly complicated. They don't use super expensive ingredients. And in the book, she's, you know, she's made sure there's gluten-free recipes. There are vegetarian recipes. And then she's also put there, like, if your baby is a social butterfly, they might battle with this or if they, uh, you know, slow to warm up they might enjoy this recipe so it's just really user-friendly um i feel like it covers all bases 
Um, and it's an easy read. It's not overly complicated, but you still get to understand the science behind meaning and that's what it does. I share your sentiments 100%. I also use that uh, book as a guideline with my second mm. born. And I actually, all the things that you just mentioned, I loved about it as well. That's, it yeah. gave me confidence and it made me feel um, excited to, to go on the yeah. journey. Seriously. And also, like, I must admit, I'm not like the most adventurous cook. So it was mm. it's so helpful to me to like have like tests ideas and recipes like and they're fun and they're fab and things that I didn't think Maya would eat like spinach and raisins and and beetroot sweet potato all mixed together yes, and those beetroot recipes yeah <laughs> listen winning sense came out after Aria and before Maya so did you yes. I'm curious to see if you did anything decidedly different with Maya than you did with Aria no, no, I've done it pretty much exactly the same. I must say my goals are very similar. Um, they're very similar temperaments, very similar personalities. So I've done pretty much everything exactly the same as I did with Aria. Um, yeah, which I'm, I'm quite lucky that way. That is lucky. Yeah, my, we were my just look, discussing yeah. the shit show that is Charlene's uh, picky eater. And the other one that's a bit more adventurous. I had a completely different journey. So that's interesting. I mean, things might change, let's be honest. But it's for true. now, everything's For now, everything's still the same. Well, yeah. Fingers crossed, it stays the same. As, yeah. Sarah, on to logistics here. Your YouTube video that you that you packaged together with your uh, blog on weaning, it's about making and storing baby food. And you're having a not-so-secret love affair with your twist shake food processor <laughs> at the moment. It's <laughs> It's take it's, it's competing with coffee. No, I'm joking. That will never happen. <laughs> I was just about to say, oh, that's a yeah. statement. No, never, never, so, never. So listen, I I've got a regular food processor, and I mostly use that and my Nutri Bullet to yeah. um to puree Elijah's food. So what is it mm -hmm. about the Twist Shake uh, processor that's so different? We need we need some convincing here. Okay, so when I had Aria, I also I just used um, my food processor as well and another branded food processor. Um, but what? So obviously, my time is a lot more limited now with two kids. Mm. But what I love about the, the Tushai food processor is, or yeah, food processor is that it steams the food and it blends the food in one container basically. And you can also steam two foods separately, but at the same time, which is really great for like. Ah. Saving time. I do that often. So I'll steam like two different meals at the same time and quickly blend them. Mm. Um, and in terms of your blending, you can set the consistency that you want, which is really great because you know you don't want your baby to just have smooth puree. You want to add in some texture, and you know it's very good for their sensory development. So I love that you can yeah change the consistency. Um, and then you know it also does like really other fab things. It sterilizes bottles and dummies, which I've been doing. Um, it's obviously not as big as your microwave sterilizer, um, but I just like it takes a bottle and um, three dummies, for, you know, from what I've done, um, and it sterilizes them quickly. It keeps the food warm. So like if I blend something up now, it'll keep it warm for supper time. It'll heat food up. It'll heat up um, bottles, both milk and formula. It'll heat the milk up. So it's a bottle warmer as well. So it's just really, it's a lot of um, appliances in one. So it minimizes your counter, or yeah, maximizes your counter space, I suppose, and minimizes the need for um, more appliances. And it also just looks fab on your counter. It doesn't look so kiddified, because that's my worst, is I hate things that look kiddified on my counter. Like, it still looks yeah. like, it looks fab next to my Nespresso machine, you know? Yeah. It's like, okay, I yeah. know I have a baby. The rest of my life is a, is a, is a flipping exactly. mess. I'm a, I'm exactly. a hot mess mom already. You, you know, you don't need... 
another baby thing on your counter. So I like that. Mm-hmm. And it steams your food okay. and it, it – Charlene, I don't know. I, Listen, I'm my I'm mind's impressed. being blown here right now because I used my normal steam cooker and then I had mm-hmm. like the hand puree blitzer thing yes. that I used. And then, That's what I did with Aria. So in it's the end, mess. I had yeah. a million utensils. My countertops were covered in like yeah. whisks Close of food splattered all over the wall. Adding to the shit show that when is I your le- life. When I let the hand purifier out too far out of the bowl <laughs> and things went everywhere. <laughs> so it, it was a messy business. So this is yep. this is blowing my mind right I now. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I like what yeah. I'm hearing. And the sterilizing. I mean, they've actually thought of everything. So, so handy. Yes, see. Okay. I'm convinced. I'm convinced. And uh, (laughs) listeners, stay tuned because we might have a little uh, surprise with Twist Shake for you later. But um, (laughs) I I, want to hang on to Sarah for a second here. Um, (laughs) I want to know, okay, if you're not pureeing, because we we know that that's primarily what you're doing using your your processor. If you're going to go store-bought, because at the end of the day, we do have to relent and and just for convenience sake. Yeah. Have, have something on hand. What is your go-to? So I've been using um, O-Baby. Um, mm. It's actually endorsed by Technical, which I didn't actually know initially, and I found out, which is bad. And they do, um, like, yeah, they do, it's not store-bought baby food, but it's ready-made baby food, basically. But it's got none of the nasty ingredients in. And they've got a huge variety of options, which I like. Um and yeah, Maya's really enjoyed all of them. She has quite a big appetite, so one sachet is not enough for her. Like I have used three sachets kind of thing. Um, but what I like about them is that I literally chuck them into the freezer. I keep them in my mom's house as well for when we go to visit. And if we're going out for the day, I throw a few sachets into my bag. It's like double the blocks almost. So yeah. I can't leave. By the time it's lunchtime, it's defrosted. I, there's always a spoon in my handbag because, you know, like, why not? Yeah. And um yeah, by the time we need to feed Maya, it's defrosted, and I literally feed it out the bag. And if she doesn't finish it, I can seal it again. Oh, so I just nice. find those really, really convenient. So you don't um, need to I heat it up. You, I mean, you can, but my child has just learned to deal with cold food. Oh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> or take a cold bottle, but we'll eat cold food. Okay. okay. So those are the ones that I've been using, and I've, I've really, really enjoyed them. If you are totally against, um, like, con- not con- convenience food, for, for lack of a better term, um, then with the Sorry, yeah, with the twist shake food processor, you get um, uh, squeeze pouches, which basically look like those squish pouches. So you can make your puree at home and ah. you can put them in the pouches and you can take it out. And the pouches them on the go. You put them in the dishwasher and then you can keep reusing them. You put oh. them in the so dishwasher. That's as well. Yeah, everything is dishwasher safe. <laughs> and can you it. buy, like, how many pouches do you get with your twist shake and can you buy more? So you buy, you get two with, when you purchase the um, food processor. Yes. And then as far as I know, Twistex is bringing them in uh, probably at the end of August. But okay. I've looked online and the patterns are too far. But like leopard print and oh, stripes cool. and leopard so stripes and like it's, Trendy. Yeah, super fun. Nice. Yeah, super. They're keeping moms cool at, at a time when you feel decidedly uncool. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you mentioned <laughs> that, that Aria is quite a, a good eater. She's um, She has a good appetite. How yeah. do you make sure that she gets the right nutrition for her age? So generally, Aria eats really, really well. Like, like she's, got, she's a mother's child. She's got a big appetite. And there aren't many foods that she doesn't like. But, you know, she was little bit sick yesterday and so she just didn't eat all like she'll literally just not eat all day then I tend to sort of um 
I'll say to her, oh, I'll make you like a milkshake. And then what I actually do is I just like, put milk in like pediatric in, in like the food, in the shake processor and it pops it up really nicely and then I know that she's getting her vitamins um, you know because she hasn't eaten all day so pediatrician is definitely a go-to for me when she hasn't been eating because she's sick um, and then I also um, have a use a superfood powder a kitty superfood powder from Nature Nutrition um, and I've bought it a few times now um, and I add that into her yogurt I add it into her oats anything that I can add that powder into mm. I add it in because as far as I'm concerned if I can get extra vitamins and nutrients into her it's not a bad thing Tell so me, even if she is eating well I shove that into food where I can um, uh, I'm going to need to uh, once we're done with our interview here pick your brain about that product because I um, I have found some powders for my kid but he picks them up in his food they, they taste <laughs> yeah. strongly enough so so I, I am desperate. You're going to need to help me there. Oh, I've seen what Sarah <laughs> okay. does, and it actually looks like this fab little strawberry milkshake, only she's I like know. hidden and I was like, all oh my of God, the shit in. It's too cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, the last <laughs> one. Like a bit of more texture, like a little bit granular. Yes. I won't lie, but it's stirred into oats. I find that it goes smoother. And yeah, my kid eats oats, so that might be helpful. The last one that I yeah. got on a recommendation from a, a fellow mom is a green powder. And um, oh, yes. it supposedly tastes like berry, but it, it tastes like kale leaves Crap. with maybe <laughs> if you think nicely and hard about it, so you find a hint of berry as an aftertaste. So oh, no, that one's not, not working for us. Well, look, in our show notes, we're going to link everybody up to Sarah's blog, the YouTube video, and we'll add in some details about that superfood powder. Yeah, that's lacquer. Sarah, we're going to let you get back to your coffee. We just have one oh, more quick question, and that's... Um, okay. Lastly, any other life hacks for moms that will make the weaning process just a little bit easier? Don't stress too much about it, first of all. Mm. Your child will eat when they're ready. Mm. Um, uh, do what works for you. Get like some form of literature so you do have uh, the more professional side and you, you, you do have information. So like I love weaning things, but there are a lot of other books out there. It is worth having something like that that has kid-friendly recipes. Um, I like to store my food in formula dividers. It's a good portion size. They fit well in the fridge. They're pretty travel-friendly. Um, but oh, honestly, it's what works for you and your family. That is genius. Yeah, I know. I only discovered it this time around. Last time with Aria, I was freezing ice cubes and it was a flipping mess. Yes. But now I just blend the stuff together, put it into the formula dividers, screw them all together, put them in the fridge. And, and that's, that's my week's worth of food. And I only, it's sad. And I only make a week's worth of food. Because I just found this area, I was wasting so much food. And mm. I hate that. Um, so now I make a week's worth of food. It goes into the fridge. Um, I don't need to defrost anything. I just dish stuff out, put it in the, in the microwave, warm it up, my eat. And so I set aside like an hour and a half to two hours once a week to make food. And it's worth it. Yeah, that's that. I did that with Jess as well. It does work so much, so much e easier because I I did the same with my first one. <laughs> it was a mess of freezing ice cubes and yeah, all sorts. No. So yeah, that's that's a, yeah. a life hack if ever I've heard one. So you live and learn. <laughs> so listeners, um, straight from the blogger's mouth. I don't want to say horse's mouth because that's, <laughs> that's not very flattering for you. So. <laughs> But um, you heard it. And for those rock dwellers, we're going to be linking you up to all of Sarah's <laughs> platforms so that you can go and <laughs> have a read and a watch and um, 
Yeah, as always, do what works for you. Sarah, thank you so much. For Thanks ta- for having me, Guy. Yeah, it's been great. I think it's um, it's been a long time coming to have you on the podcast, and it's hopefully not the last. <laughs> it's actually not the first time, actually. It's not, you're yeah, right. Great Equalizer was at uh, one of the Mama Meetups, and that's where we first met you. So um, hopefully not the last, and we'll catch up with you later. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, guys. Ciao. You know, it's nice to get uh, another mom's viewpoint on it and the confidence that she approached her uh, feeding, feeding journey with. And again, the message that she's saying, just don't sweat it so much yeah because don't stress about it yeah and i really think it's good to take your baby's lead on this i mean yeah not everybody's going to be an elijah but not everybody's going to be a josh so and you're not going to have the same experience she's lucky that up to this point she's had the same experience but children aren't all the same and as they go through different phases they might change their their uh approach to food or feelings towards how they eat and what they like and dislike exactly so also i'm also taking it as it comes as we int- i have to say this as we introduced sugar uh with elijah if he knows that there's a marshmallow at the end of his dinner he all of a sudden that broccoli doesn't look great anymore but if i make no mention of the marshmallow and he doesn't see anything else that entices him he'll eat that bloody broccoli and i think that's the same with us though it's true because you're focusing and also now that they're aware of the different tastes and they can obviously compare I obviously really enjoy a marshmallow it. tastes nicer than broccoli exactly Even to me yeah exactly josh funny enough i've been managing to motivate him to eat his dinner to look forward to um because he'll ask for uh, ice cream earlier in the day and i'll be like you are welcome to have some ice cream but we need to After. have dinner first ah. or he's now he starts coming to me with mommy i've had breakfast like, he can't remember if he had breakfast or not. I ate all my breakfast. Like, he's asking yeah. me, did I? Because I mean, I know he wants, he wants ice something cream. else. <laughs> ah, okay. So you can actually leverage that. A little bit, yeah. Look, I, I did want to, we wanted to drive home with this episode that everybody will have a different experience and you cannot, I mean, as much as I tried to go by the book, I still have a unique child with a unique personality, as does everybody. And this winning thing is so dawnish confusing. Yeah. Because everyone's telling you a different thing, and I felt very intimidated about it. And, I mean, you can attend solid stalks, you can do all the research you want. Everybody, a dietitian's going to give you a different view to a, to your GP to or, a, your or a lactation consultant exactly. who now talks about a, uh, how to wean your baby. It, it's very, very uh, conflicting views and, and confusing. So I think bottom line, our advice to moms on this is to drown out the noise and uh, listen to one trusted source yes. or a couple of trusted sources that you stick to and bugger the fucking rest. And you're not going to be able to always tick all the boxes because like with parenting, as Sarah said, there is no manual. So you can set out with the most perfect idea. You are dealing with the human element. You're dealing with a child's food personality. You're dealing with your own personality and you're juggling life and a whole lot of balls. It's not your only job to feed your kid. You've got so many other jobs. Even though it's really important, you cannot allow it to dictate your life. Do the best that you can. 
Pick a couple of things that's important to you and try and make those happen and don't stress about it. And if you have any questions on weaning, but also child nutrition up until um, 36 months, I'm going to say, please drop us an email because I have spotted a nutritionist that I've become slightly obsessed with and we're going to have her on and we're going to release a special bonus episode for you guys. Yeah, so if you have any, because if there's any questions that we didn't answer in this episode, or there's anything you've read online, or whatever. This Something is, is confusing to you, and you want an expert's opinion. Or you're having an experience with your child at the moment, and you're not sure how to navigate it, or su- whatever it is related to weaning and food, please share it with us, because this expert will be able to do a Q&A on the spot, give you the real answers that you need, and you don't even have to pay for a consultation. Exactly. <laughs> also, we are out to make life easier with you in collaboration with Twist Shake, guys. We are giving away the six in one food processor that Sarah now cannot live without something i wish i had and i'm like my having kids journey is over now and i wish that i knew about this thing or even didn't have my head so far up my ass (laughs) sterilized and steamed food it's a full freaking package and it looks swish and classy on your kitchen and the fact that you get the little pouches with it and you can you can um do food on the go amazing the more i'm seeing this brand the more i'm loving it Mm. guys so keep an eye on our social media platforms to enter but as always the rules are simple you like and follow the great equalizer on facebook and instagram or both yeah one or the other or both Uh, like and follow twist shake south africa on facebook and instagram and tag a fellow mom in the post And then you share that to your stories and tag us for an extra entry. Yeah, just to clarify, you don't have to share to your stories, but if you want that extra entry, that's a nice, easy way to go about it. Remember, we can't see you unless you tag us, so be sure to do that. And we're not making you jump through a million hoops. It's just the two pages, like and share if you want an extra entry. Um, Remember, T's and T's do apply, but we'll sneak in the fine print on the post itself. Cool. The competition will run until Friday the 30th of August at 12 p.m. Uh, and like Sam said, remember the T's and C's do, ap- uh, do apply, but you can just check all of that out on our social media. Yeah, I'm excited for this one. I think I really hope to help a mom out. So guys, uh, go, 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 get cracking and tell the world about our Twist Shake giveaway. Charlene? How about we keep talking about this? Yes. Listeners, you know this. If we, if you want to chat to us or weigh in, especially about your questions um, for the upcoming bonus episode with the nutritionist on weaning, please uh, uh, DM us a voice note or Instagram at The Great Equalizer Podcast. You can record one on your phone, hit us up over email, send us a DM, whatever is easiest for you. Yeah, find us at thegreatequalizer.za at gmail.com. Um, also, please feel free to tag us with your bombing at momming or bad mom moments. We want to hear from you. So either on your choice of poison, Instagram or Facebook, that's where you'll find us. If we had to add Twitter, we wouldn't get our heads out of our fucking No, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who, who is going to be tweeting because I, I, there's just no time. No. <laughs> Anyways, your support, guys. Super important to us. You have no idea how much every like, love, 
comments and share means to us as always really i yeah we are personally hearting all of your comments on uh and it's so exciting when you do interact with yes, us because so I, like I feel a, like i personally get to know someone new yeah. out there and i'm just like yay i feel like i want to just give you a, like a secret salute yeah. or a, hi welcome to our journey and we're always screenshotting it and sending it to each, to other. each other it's like so excited it brings when, us joy guys. when you interact with us it's nice it makes us feel very much less alone yeah. please don't forget to review us also on apple podcasts or rate us on facebook and hit the subscribe button because then you'll be reminded of when the new episodes are available and um yeah i guess that's it for this week charlene yeah until next time Keep, Keep your, your mom, mom game strong. www.thegreatequalizerza.com or catch us on Instagram at The Great Equalizer Podcast or on Facebook. If you want something a little more personal, email us at thegreatequalizer.za at gmail.com and we'll get back to you. Sonia again. The highway rat was it? Daddy. The highway rat was it? Peace. Peace. You can, you can go, I'm so good, mama, this mommy.